the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Messy Walk podcast. This is episode two of a semi-series-ish <laughs> sort of thing <laughs> that we are talking through, um, putting back the putting the reason back in the season. So we're talking through like Christmas and how as Christians we make Christmas or some of us kind of make Christmas a chore or yeah. we make it about something that it's not really supposed to be about at all. And so last week we started off by talking about why Adam does not like Christmas. Yes. He is not a Christmas guy. A little bit of a Grinch if you ask me, but don't tell him I said that. But <laughs> no, You know what's kidding. funny is, is I'm pretty sure this is the first time that I have shared this publicly. Yeah. So a lot of a lot yeah. of people that are, you know, in my circle, staff, yeah. team, friends. They've been caught off guard. Yeah, right, this. right. They, they, they know it because I've said it and we've been going to meetings and something. I'll be like, oh, can't yeah. stand. oh it's Christmas. We got to plan Christmas. Yeah. Right. And they're all like, what? Yeah. What is wrong with you? And they start, they start, you know, doing cross symbols at me and stuff and hissing. Um, and they're trying to do an exorcism (laughs) or something. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's the first time I publicly have said that, you know, for various different reasons that Christmas is something that I have disliked or, um, kind of not looked forward to more dredged, right? Dredged. No. Dreaded. There Dread, we go. Yes. Dredged yes. is what you do on the bottom of water when you suck up stuff <laughs> from the bottom of oceans and lakes and things. That's I was thinking dredging. like, um, is, I'm thinking begrudgingly. <laughs> <No>. Never mind. <laughs> Dreaded it is what I was trying to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get what you mean. Anyway, um, yeah, and and the the synopsis of the whole thing was what Chloe said a minute ago is because I, I was really. All we were doing on that last episode, you might not even want to not even want to go back and listen to it. No, you was, do. You do want to go back and listen to it. <laughs> was I, I, we, we, I was just good... sort of processing out loud, right? You know, um, processing out loud of why uh, why it's been like this, where yes. it started for me, why why I have disliked Christmas because it right. wasn't always the case. Right. It's um, not because he doesn't like Jesus or anything right, like not that. At all. It's nothing with the actual right. reason for it, which is right. what we're talking about. I even said uh, in a crazy statement. Some people think it's crazy that the Christmas miracle is the craziest miracle of all. Spicy. Yeah. yeah spicy I mean, it's just, you know. Thing to say. It was a spicy thing to say. <laughs> um, it, yeah, but it's not any of that. Of course, um, you know, the actual reason for us celebrating Christmas season, you know, is an insane, insane miracle of all miracles. Yes. Of God actually coming to earth and being human. Um, and I obviously firmly believe that I've staked my entire life on the fact that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, born in this world as the perfect Lamb of God, who was sent to take away the sin from the world, right. you know, and bore bore the our sin and shame, crushed death, crushed the enemy, and has brought us back to life. I've taken my entire life on that. Right. So of course, you know, the actual Christmas and what it means in the celebration of his birth, um I, I'm all about. But as we talked last week, it was just kind of an open dialogue that we really didn't plan out at all right. on figuring out where that kind of started from. Um, and it was only it was only in you know in the few hours prior to that last podcast that I figured out I think that where it really came from was um, church and yeah. being in church leadership, and then it turning into something that I dreaded, that was a chore, that was a task, something I had to get through, or whatever. Yeah. And so we talked through that. 
Um, which then, of course, led us to really getting around to the fact that every time we do that with any piece of our faith or anything having to do with God's story, right, it's us putting ourselves as the main character, you know, as we're the we're the main person in the story, um, and it's all about us, right? And that's the big problem with that. And so we were, we were thinking about, as we kind of talked through this idea of Christmas, because um, now it's a couple of weeks before Christmas. Um, Christmas is about to be right around the corner. And we're all going to experience some things that typically make us, um, I think, miss the reason for the season, right? Or or misplace hope, misplace yeah. joy, right? Which is why every year we say, let's put Jesus back in Christmas, right? Like he never left. What happened is, is that we um, have put ourselves as the as the main thing, right? Yeah. And so um, some of these, you're going to face some struggles going into Christmas, that you're going to face virtually every year, and they're not going to go away, right? So eliminating them is not going to put Jesus back in Christmas. It's going to be how you handle them differently. And so what we wanted to talk about today was, I think the best way to put it is, the nice way to put it is, um, our dysfunctional families. The right way to say that is your crazy family, right? right? Um, But dysfunctional families. And so let's just talk for a minute um, about dysfunctional families. Right. So when I say that out loud, everybody thinks of some particular family members, right? And their particular issues or habits or hang ups or whatever word you want to use, right? And so every family, this is going to get weird, Chloe, because your family listens to the podcast. My family um, faithfully listens yeah, to the podcast. It's going to get weird. Hi, Mom but, and Dad. Uh, be ready, Mr. and Mrs. Lavender. It's coming at you. <laughs> and so uh, when you think about your family, Everybody has some dysfunction. And so every family has oh, – how far do I want to go with this? Every family has a drunk. Right? Every, every family has somebody who is struggles with alcohol or shows up to the family function a little, little blasted um, <laughs> or they're heading that way afterwards. And um, everybody has someone who is uh, – brings a different date every time. Or, you know, struggles with relationships and um, everybody's got, uh, I think this is true, but virtually every family, even if you don't know it or not, every family has somebody who is quite racist. Um, you know, mm. they, you may not want to talk about that out loud right now. I don't know, but mm. everybody has somebody that's like that. They might not realize it or they might always stand on the, I'm not racist, right? Um, but everybody knows that they are. Mm. And everybody's got... You know, people in their families that are not good parents, right? And um, we got some that are not good people, that mm-hmm. they just struggle with being a decent human being. You've got those people who are going to argue at every single gathering that you ever have. They're going to bring up some topic. They're going to always be pushing buttons. you got somebody who has elevated whoever is in office or not in office that didn't get elected or did get elected as their, you know, ambassador for all time, right? Mm-hmm. And that's all they want to talk about, <laughs> um, even though they had a completely different one 10 years ago, but we won't right. go there. Um, you know, you've always got these people in your family, and, it, and there's so many different things. Like, Chloe, think through something. Not you're your family. You're off the hook. Oh, okay, I was but, like, oh, uh, no. I'm saying it on purpose, so <laughs> yeah. uh, you feel good. Anyway, right. um, you know, think through people. People have mm-hmm. struggles, you know, so... And all those people are referenced in our families, right? Mm-hmm. And so you've got those people who um, 
who never get off work. They're always working. So it's your holiday thing. They're checking in on their stuff constantly. Or the one who feels like they need to brag about everything that they have all the time, right? Um, or the one who everybody knows is broke but shows up at Christmas pretending like they're not broke, mm-hmm. right? You've got the person who no matter what food that you eat, it's never as good as some somebody else fixed. Or every time you get together, they're on some weird diet and they can't eat what everybody else is eating, right? Or <laughs> they don't like they don't like this particular thing. You've got the when I grew up when I was a kid, man, look, we had people that suff, suffered with mental health issues. And no no Christmas was the same, right? In our family, there was always somebody who was you know, one particular person usually who you never know what you were going to get, mm-hmm. right? Um, there was always ones who cared more about being outside and having a beer and hiding from everybody else than they did about being with the family. Right. You had a chain smoker who would not not smoke in the house, and grandma and grandpa would not tell them not to smoke, right? So all mm-hmm. the people that don't smoke are in there just like irritated and fuming mad. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I, I'm just, there's so many ways to think through this. And I want to yeah. talk through all these because I want us all to be on the same page when we talk about these, you know, talk about our families, right? I mean, there's so many pieces of humanity that is is commonplace. And so I don't care whether we're talking right now about African-American families or white families or Hispanic families. These are these are common things that happen with all people, yeah. right? There's so many different issues that you see come up, uh, and you experience those in your dysfunctional family, especially when you get around and put them all together, right, to hang out at Christmas time yeah. or Thanksgiving time. There's so many different variations on stuff that people struggle with, you know. Um, like I, I, my family, we, um, you know, it's kind of sad actually, because when my grandmother died and my grandfather died, those trans, those, those traditions died with them. And so what we used to do, what we used to do is we used to go to my grandma's house for absolutely every event. So Easter is where we went. Thanksgiving is where we went. Christmas, that's where we went. Every grandkid's birthday, we went to granny's house. Her name was Granny. Aww. We went to Granny Evans's house, and we had uh, hot dogs of some sort and a cake every single kid's birthday, Aww. every time, right? And at Christmas time, we did the same thing. We gathered there for breakfast. And so everybody showed up around 10 or 11 o'clock, and we did breakfast. And we, our tradition was, is we ate oysters, which is really weird in the middle of, of Pelham, North Carolina is where this happened at. Um, we would have fried oysters, breakfast food, fried oysters, and oyster soup. That and that's is what so we would, random. Oyster stews. I don't even called. know if I've even eaten an oyster before. Oh, I love but that it. makes me want to eat one. I love it. And that's good. what we did every single yeah. Christmas morning. And then we would, after we all ate breakfast and stuff, then we would gather in the living room and open up presents. And my, my, my granny and papa um, loved to give gifts. And so they Aww. just showered everybody with everything you could think of all the time, right? And when I was a kid, you were excited about Santa Claus. And so you were like, oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Then after Santa Claus was over with, there was not a letdown because you were like, we getting ready to go to Granny's house. And there's no telling what she's gotten us, you know, and that kind of stuff. But at that family gathering, um, there was a family member who had substance abuse and mental health issues and another one who had substance abuse issues and Mm -hmm. the baggage that their kids carried in. You know, from that, yeah. you have my dad who 
would be just as quiet as possible in the back corner, virtually say nothing, um, you know, and and then you'd have bickering back and forth between grandma and grandpa, and you know, just so many various different things. Yeah. And then you had you had you you've always got some sibling rivalry, even though nobody wants to admit it, right? Always. Right, where you know one sister is worried about what another sister is going to wear and how their kids are going to act and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, I remember my mom one time going, "You are not going to act like a heathen here and act worse than such and such as kids are going to act." Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the bar was beat those other kids, right? You know? Right. Um, so anything above that level of bad was, was okay, like right? yeah, permissible. <laughs> You're good. I mean, it was just so many levels of dysfunction, and that's just people. You know what I mean? Like, that's just people. When you yeah. think about your family, not to put you on the spot, but right. I just did. Yeah. Does some of that ring true? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. There's always, like, in every family, there's some level of dysfunction. It's not going to be, like, the same, like, prescription for each family. Sure. You know, it's like, oh, every family is like this or every family is like that. But every family has some level of dysfunction. And it's, I think we've said it on the podcast before. You walk into somebody's house for a holiday. If it's like someone that's not your family, like if you have a boyfriend yes, or girlfriend, yes, or whatever, we did talk you about walk into their before. house, you're going to sense the dysfunction that maybe all of them don't really realize, realize. is there. But yeah, it's see, like hap- every family yeah, has it. Yeah, because what happens is, I think this is how we talked about it before. They've been sweeping that stuff under the rug, yes. right? So they've been got used to the hump that's in the rug right. of all their dysfunction. But you come in tripping but you on the walk rug. in and you're like, what's wrong with this, what's wrong with this rug? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> was that a dog up under there? Like, exactly. What is, what is this hump? You see it, you feel it, you know, because you yeah. get outside of your family. But yours ends up being kind of kind of normal, yes. even though it's the same abnormal for everybody. Yes. And so, and so if little, someone else yeah. walked into your family in the same sense, they're going to be like, what is going yeah, what on is here? here? Why are you right. guys doing this? Or why right. are you, why is this person weird or doing that? Or, right. you know, what's this tension? Yes. You know, that's a, that's a big piece too, is that there is, there is this, maybe it's not all those things that I was just talking about. I think that they are there, but people right. may not want to, whatever, identify with that. But it's just tension. You yeah. feel tension in these relationships and tension in these, yeah. you know what I mean? Yes. Like I, ha- I had a cousin where we were close before. Then as we got older, we weren't close. And there was this weird, odd competitive tension there that was just strange. Right. You know, um, and just different stuff like that. Yeah. As, as a kid. I mean, yes. I don't even mean as an adult. And then when you get older, you know, you got to remember, too, that the families are expanding. And so it may have all been just kind of fine and dandy. But then all of a sudden. One person marries somebody else. They get they get married. They get a family. Now you got their baggage from mm-hmm. who they are as a family coming in, and all these extended people, right? Yeah. So it's not just it's not just the the guy you're dating this current season bringing right. them to Thanksgiving. Now it's your husband. Right. Now you're married to his baggage, right? And, yeah. and then you have some kids who now are the product of both of your baggages put together. It's <laughs> right. just crazy, right? Yeah. Yes. Every family has it. My family, each and every family. Everybody's family. We can all relate it. to it in some sense. So everybody's going to walk into Christmas, and you are going to experience your dysfunctional family. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can allow that to sort of get you off track where you miss the reason for the season, right? Yeah. But I think one of the best ways to handle that is in the whole way that we even think about it. So I just literally sat here just now and described all these dysfunctional people without talking about me. Yep. You know what I mean? Like. Yep. I just described everybody else. And so what we do when we say my dysfunctional family or my crazy family, we're referring to everybody in the family but us. It elevates us above yeah. everybody right, else. Right, right. Everybody in my family is dysfunctional, but I came out perfect. You know, <laughs> They're all the crazy ones. How is that ones, possible? <laughs> but, but I'm not. Yeah. And first of all, there's no way possible that that's true. 
There's yeah. no way possible that everybody, when they talk about their family, their family is the crazy ones and they're not. Yeah. Because you can have people in the same family doing that about each other. Yeah. Right? And so my cousin may think that my family is the crazy one of our family, right? And I'm outside on it looking, going, thinking her family is the crazy one of our family. Yeah. But we both think that about each other now, right? Yep. So. You know, when you think dysfunctional family, when you think crazy family, and the first thing you do is think about everybody but you, well, you've identified the problem. Yeah. And you don't even realize it, and you identified the problem. The problem is that you are not going to be able to eliminate the dysfunction and the crazy in family because that is humanity. Yeah. And you are that too, right? So I think that if you're going to look at, all right, how do I – how do I not turn my Christmas gathering with my family into a chore, into a task? Um, it's going to be the same way we kind of ended the last episode is you've got to not put you at the center of what's going on, yeah. right? And so you've got to – when you see them as dysfunctional, and that's correct to see them that way, no problem. But you got to do it – if you're going to put Jesus back in the reason for the season, then you've got to see yourself as dysfunctional too. Yeah. So when you look at them as dysfunctional, you're looking through your own dysfunctional eyes. Yeah. And you've got to realize that you're that way too. You know, it and it's seeing that it's seeing that 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 Jesus came for not just them, but for you. Mm-hmm. You're just as messed up. You're just as crazy, right? You can be the Christian in the room. They can be the non-Christians. And you've got a messy walk, right? That's probably why you listen to this weird podcast. <laughs> um, and you ought to know better, right? Yeah. You've been awakened yeah. to to this hole in your heart, this you know, this need for God's love, this need for God's grace. You've been awakened to it, so you know better. Yeah. And yet you're dysfunctional too. And I think that you know, thinking that the way that I'm going to put Jesus back in the season and make it make Him the center again is to remove my dysfunctional family, fix my dysfunctional family, or ignore them is not ever going to work. You're going to find yourself next year at the same table with the same people going, man, we need to remember the reason for the season again. Why we keep saying that over and over again? I think it's because we don't realize that we're, we're looking at it completely wrong. Like Jesus didn't just come for them at Christmas. He came for you too. Yeah. And you've got to start to see them with the grace that you want God to see you with. Oh yeah. That's where it changes. You're not going to fix them. You know, and I know so many people are fixers. I'm a fixer. I get it. You're not going to fix them. You're not going to change them. And so when you walk into Christmas this year with your dysfunctional family, the key, the key is being able to see them through the eyes of Jesus in which you want God to see you through the eyes of Jesus too. Right? right? That's the that's the reason for the season. Yeah. If you'll live that out, then there can actually then then you put Jesus back in the center of the story, yeah. right? Yeah. Instead of it being you in the center, and there's some other things you can do too. But that's the that's the that's the key point of being able to do things a little bit differently when it comes to your dysfunctional family. Because yeah. you've got a dysfunctional family, mm-hmm. so do I, and you are dysfunctional yourself. Yes. Right. I, I like to do this. This is kind of, you know, I'm I'm very much a realist, mm-hmm. and um, I also like uh, this is weird, but I like I like sad, depressing stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. I think I've said before. You talked about driver's license. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> My. I think that music is only good music if it makes you cry. So either it is emotional, it makes you cry because you're sad or whatever, or it makes you cry like in worship or in awe yeah. of who God is. To me, that's the only kind of good music. So if it's music you play where you're dancing and you're all happy, you to me that's something. no good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I like to think about things sort of in a, I guess in sort of a negative light or in a realistic light. 
So talking through this and thinking through it, I like to think of my children and then later on as them being adults and processing through this, the ways in which they would see me as dysfunctional, mm-hmm. right? So later on, I hope this is the case, we have three kids and they all get married. And of course, Olivia and Malin can't get married until like 45, 46 years old. So you got like, plenty of time. Right? Yeah, Eight yeah, and whatever. Yeah. I know that sounds sexist, but it just is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I can't go there with my oldest daughter yes. dating and married. And it's about to happen. I mean, we're... <laughs> You know, she's she's 14, 14 and a yeah. half. She just hit 14 and a half. Yeah. Um, and she lets me know that every time I talk to her. Um, <laughs> but I just can't go there yet. Yeah. And so anyway, I like to think of them later on. I hope this happens where they're married and they have children and we have grandchildren. And so that means three kids, three spouses, hopefully, unless one of them lives in Utah or something. But anyway. <laughs> That was a bad joke. That was a bad joke. That was a polygamous joke. Sorry. That's wrong. I didn't get it. I was like, Utah is so random. I should have watched that one. Anyway, whatever. (laughs) And so there's three of them, and they have three spouses. That's six, right? right? And then a couple grandkids each, right? Right. So let's just say they all have two or three kids apiece. That's two or three. That's nine plus their six plus me and Valerie. So you're looking at, you know, 20 people. Mm -hmm. I like to think of this. And... Them having to process through dis, the dysfunction, their dysfunctional family, like yeah. I'm sitting here processing through mine, right. right? That's what gets me to realize that I'm dysfunctional too, is thinking through it like that and thinking about my daughter and my son having to say to their husband or whatever, now, dad's going to be like this, or, you know, that's just dad, yeah. right? Don't sit in his chair. You know, whatever it may be. I don't know. Just making up stuff. I like to think through that because it, it, yeah. it starts to wake me up to, oh, I have some I have some deficiencies and there's some ways in which I'm dysfunctional. Yeah. And dad could be a grumpy guy at Christmas, you know, because I have been historically. Um, or dad could be, you know, anal about something in particular, right? Or whatever it may be. Dad could be way too opinionated on Jesus, right at the or church or something like you know, Dad's liable to talk about church the entire time because that's all he ever talks about, right? (laughs) And so my kids carry around this baggage of church is really church is important to Dad. Sometimes it's been more important than I have been to him, you know, Mm. stuff like that. Yeah, I like to think through that because it awakens me to the fact that even right now, as I'm talking about my dysfunctional family, I am dysfunctional. Yes, I am crazy too, and I am breeding that into my children, even though I don't want to. Yeah. You know, um, so it's all of us. So the the only way to really solve that and the only way to really have, you know, a season where you put, you know, where you get back to the reason for it is to be able to see yourself in the same light as the people that you're judging, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. Because that's another way, by the way, when you look at your family and you say, they're the crazy ones, let's prepare for them. That's another way where you've put yourself as the protagonist in the story. Right. You are now the hero of the story. You're the one that has everything right. You are now the center of it. Right. And everything about the reason for the season, the entirety of the reason is that God himself is the story. Right? He is the center of the story. Yeah. And Jesus being born into it is he is the ultimate protagonist. Right, He is the hero. Um, and... and it is pushing us always to realize that it's not us. Yeah. It's not us, yeah. right? It's him. 
And that's the only way that you're going to ever really put the reason back in the season. It's not going to be to eliminate the dysfunctional family. You know, you can you can decide that you're not doing it no more. And some of you may need to put boundaries up with certain people in your family. I, I get it. We've done right. it a few times, you know, in different ways. Um, and you need to – I'm not going there for Christmas because this is – this is what happens, and this is not appropriate. I can't put myself in a situation. This is not God honoring, whatever it may be. Right. Um, that's still not going to fix it. Nope. You still got to see them through eyes that show you what the real reason for the season is to begin with. Yeah. Right. And then you know, just some easy ways for you to handle it too is if you can see them that way, then maybe this Christmas is not the Christmas where you continue to argue. You you don't have to use that moment. To prove your yeah. point and correct your uncle on his political views or even his racism. Like maybe this is the time where you show grace and honor even though they don't deserve it. That's Christmas. That's who Jesus is, mm. right? We do not deserve it, and yet he gives us grace. And so maybe this – I'm not saying that you don't ever speak up against things like right. this. Or right? that you like play along yeah, with or it or that you anything. Play, right, yeah. not at all. I'm just saying that maybe this is not the year where right. you got your uncle who you know is going to be talking about, you know, his guy who didn't get into office, right, or whatever, and how it was stolen. And he's going to go crazy this year over vaccination statuses and mandates and all this stuff and you know exactly what he's going to do because he's been doing it on social media for the last six months and and you know he says something completely stupid and ignorant or whatever it may be and you got to decide that that's your moment where you're going to prove your point maybe you just need to see them as is you know they're sinful just like i am right and there's some things that they might not be capable of right. and maybe right now in the middle of christmas season if you want to keep the reason for it there is not the time to, you know, go into some diatribe and some fight. Right. Um, maybe what you do is you choose to walk into the situation and see them like Jesus sees them and see the way he sees you. Yeah. Where he lays down his life to serve them. Right. Even though they don't deserve it. Those situations like that, it's like their sin is very outspoken in that moment, very like out there, but it doesn't make them more sinful than you. You are just as sinful as they are, but it's just showing differently for them. Yeah, and you're, you're able to kind of keep your sin to yourself at Christmas, maybe, but maybe they are not. And, you, <laughs> so, and you're not the savior. Yeah. Right. You, can't you don't fix walk it. in with all the answers either. No. Right. So the, you know, the key would be is how do I, how do I turn things around to where Jesus is the focus of this gathering? And most of that is not done with your mouth, right? Right. That's all done with your heart, Yeah. right? And that's not something you can force on somebody else either, yeah. right? And, you know, and so, I, you know, you don't do that by going, okay, guys, we're all going to sing Silent Night together, or let me tell you the reason that we're gathering at Christmas, and let's talk about Jesus for a minute. Yeah. It might not be with your mouth. It might just be with the grace that you live out in your heart, where yeah. you're looking at those people going, my heart hurts for them. They're struggling. Yeah. They're sinful. They don't even know it in certain ways. And so I'm pr- what if you what if you what if you literally prayed for your dysfunctional family in the middle of your dysfunctional family gathering without them even knowing it? Yeah. Like what if you when when you saw that dynamic and you watched it play out, you say, "You know what? I'm going to pray for his heart to be softened and I'm going to pray for his family because I know that they're dealing with some dysfunction." Right, and I'm gonna pray for my cousin who never says anything because he grew up in that, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. And you just are silently then taking them to the Lord without any recognition that you're the Christian in the room or anything right. like that. 
you know, because um, I think I think with our families, especially our extended families that that are dysfunctional, we don't pray for them very often. Right. I could be wrong. You guys could be awesome Christians, and I'm not. <laughs> but I was thinking about this. Like I, I prayed a lot for my grandparents. And I prayed a lot for my parents, um, but I I don't think I ever really prayed for my aunts and uncles and cousins and things like that. Not very often. I can't say that I do either. I don't. I don't think we do. Yeah. And yet, and yet, we will walk into Christmas and let the dysfunctional family sort of steal the joy and the hope that is Christmas and turn it into a chore for us, where we're we're not going into it going, no, you know what. The reason for the season cannot be taken away because it's within my heart. It's who I am. It's it's who Jesus is. And I'm going to even breathe that out in prayer over these people instead. And I'm saying something right now to you that I have never done, right? So I don't even know what I'm talking about. We're going to all try it together yeah. this Christmas. We need to. Yeah. You know, like there's, you know, and some of those people I love deeply and some of them I don't, right? <laughs> I mean, let's just be real. Like some of them I can't stand. And I would never put them in my category of I love them, and it sounds horrible, but I wouldn't. Um, but some of them I love deeply, and even the ones I love deeply that are extended family, I don't pray for them very often, mm. if at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know. It's, what are you going to say? I don't, don't want to cut you off. Know. But it's like what you were saying. It's not about doing some, like making some change, like eliminate the family. You know, you just don't it get together work. with them this Christmas. It is, it's about where your heart is at. And you can't change your heart. You're not, you can't just wake up one day and be like, I'm, I got a nice tender heart towards my family <laughs> right, and right. it worked. You know, you just say that to yourself every morning in the mirror. It doesn't work like that. It takes God working on your heart yeah. to send you into those situations to be prepared to um, love and care for yeah. the people in your family. So I've just, that's what I've been thinking the whole time. It's like these things that we're talking about, it's not going to happen because you do ABC and I like agree. check it's off the list and then you're going to walk in and everything's going to go good. You yeah. know, it takes, it takes Jesus working in you to. That's the miracle of be, Christmas. Yes, right? exactly. That's the miracle exactly. of Christmas. It's not about the physical changes. It's about your heart. Yeah. If yeah. Jesus came into this world has lived this life that you couldn't live has, so he can redeem you and bring you back to himself. Yeah. And now you have the power of the spirit in you and you have the ability for God to start conquering these things in your life, not you. Yeah. Right. That's a really good point, yeah. Chloe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I know we're all going to experience this. Like there's so much, there's so much of me that wishes that we could walk into Christmas gatherings and Thanksgiving gatherings or whatever it may be and not experience this dysfunction, you know, and then, and then blame the dysfunction for the reason that you're in a bad mood at Christmas, yeah. right? When really, it's not their fault, right? It's not their fault at all. It, it's yours, you know. I mean, it's yours. You can you can let anybody you want to steal the, steal joy from you. Mm-hmm. You can let anybody you want to steal hope from you. And the enemy's really good at throwing stuff up so that you can let that do it and then blame that for mm-hmm. it and never really get back to you. You know that part you said a minute ago about it all being about your heart? Every single episode of this whole podcast now, we're almost at a year mark, right? So we're very close. Getting close. You're only, what, Just, 10 episodes away yeah, or something probably. from being a full year yeah. of doing it? Every single episode points back to that, right? I mean, this messy walk that we call the Christian faith walk, 
we are sinners in need of a Savior at every moment of the way, right? Yep. Just because you become saved does not all of a sudden mean that you no longer need a Savior that's been fixed yeah. and whole. You know, there, there we have issues, we have struggles, and it all comes back to what God cares about the most is what our hearts are doing, the yep. posture of our hearts all yes. the time, right? If you want to put Jesus back in Christmas, it's not going to be changing all your Christmas cards to having a scripture reference. And, you know, getting rid of your Christmas tree and having a nativity, um, it's not going to be any of that stuff. It's going to be your heart posture towards the miracle that is Christ coming in this world. And then you see you trying to see your family, your life, people, your circumstances through that lens um, instead of turning it into something where you are in control and you are centerpiece and everything else is just a a chore or a task that's in your way, you know. That that's the that's the heart of, um, I think the change that we want to see. It's all about our heart. Yeah. That's what God wants to work on in us, and that's Absolutely. the reason that the season the, the the reason that we have to keep trying to find the reason for the season is because of our hearts. Yep, that's what it's all about. Exactly. We so. get focused on our dysfunctional families and on this and that and what's not going right and all of that stuff, and then we realize that. We've been focused on all those things, and you haven't been focused on the reason for the season. That's it's exactly not anybody right. else's fault. You chose to focus on those That's things. That's exactly right. So you have to choose to focus on what it's about in the same sense. Yep. If yeah. you could go into if you could go into this particular Christmas, and you could try your best to see your own self through the lens of the Savior that you say you're you're worshiping at Christmas, and then see other people through that same lens, the reason for the season will be exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Jesus. It's true. Every time. True. It's true. Hard. Darn near impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, this is not easy stuff. Right. But Um, God. (laughs) But God. That's right. That's a good line. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us for another less random it's still a little bit random but but less random episode. Can I say one thing that's random so we can keep the random thing going? Yes. When you put your nativity scenes out oh boy this is my public service (laughs) announcement every year please don't put the wise men in the nativity you need to put them like in the kitchen on top of the refrigerator or something because they don't show up for like two more years by the way just saying so. Yes, I've I've heard you say that before, yeah. but I'm glad we got that out on you know the podcast. You know how many people do that now, and they and they tell me they say something about it, and then their families end up talking about it. Be like, why do wise men on top of the refrigerator in the kitchen? And they're That's like, That's cool. They're like, because they don't show up for like two years, right? <laughs> they don't come to the manger. You could anyway. like leave the nativity scene, like you have it out for Christmas, leave it up for a few months, and then put, <laughs> suddenly yeah. add the wise men. They and don't like, come they to the manger. <laughs> right. Anyway, all right. right. So that's my public service announcement. Oh, good way to wrap this episode <laughs> nice up. And <laughs> nice and messy. Nice and messy. On cue. Yes, yes, of course. Thank you guys so much Thank for joining much. us today for another episode on Christmas with the Messy Walk podcast. We are so grateful for those of you that are listening regularly with us and... um just talking like every time I see somebody or someone brings it up to me or comments that, you know, this episode really, you know, challenged me or drew my attention to something, you know, that 
that means a lot, not just because we're like, oh, we did something good, but it's like, it just shows that God is like using this and working through this. And that's what it's, that's what we want. That's the whole reason that we do it is that we want people to be encouraged and challenged and grow closer to God. That's the whole reason. Yes. Thank you guys for listening every week. We're not making no money off this. You notice there's no product placement or anything like that. I'm not saying there won't be in the future, man. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Like, you know, it's a lot of work. Me and Chloe actually realized this week how much work it is into it. We're like, man, this is actually difficult. This is hard to do. It is. It is. Um, That's part of the reason why you're getting this kind of somewhat random Christmas message right yes, now. Yes, yes. difficult. Just how, how it came about. <laughs> yeah. it. This is a messy walk Christmas. That's it. So thank you guys for joining us. Be sure to check us out on social media and we will be back again next week with another episode. Talk to you soon. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day. Thank you.